0: morning I want to just share another message uh, on the prophet elisha we 've looked at several and um, and I want to share this morning from two kings chapter four, familiar story uh, the first few verses and we 're going to look at the subject of to pour out to pour out to pour out so let 's just stand shall we first and let 's read this these seven verses together, Two Kings, chapter four, in verses one to seven. Two Kings, one, four, one to seven. Now they cried out, a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, My servant, my husband is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditors come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And he said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors. Even empty vessels borrow not a few. And when thou art come in thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons and shall pour out unto those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full so she went from him what's happened all right so this verse, verse five so she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured out. And it came to pass that the vessels were full, that he said unto her, Son, bring ye a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil, pay, the de- pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. You may be seated. Elijah, he was a... He was a mighty prophet. He was the successor to Elijah. And Elijah was a type of the Lord Jesus Christ, and Elisha is a type of the church, and so is very relevant to us and very important to us in the, in, the, in the last days. And Elisha was the one. He was the prophet that received the double portion. We saw, you know, the incredible life of Elijah, the prophet, and but Elisha received the double portion from his master, Elisha. And his life is is so relevant to us because as we seek to press on to spiritual Mount Zion, you know, in Hebrews 12 and verse 23, uh, it speaks of Mount Zion and it speaks of the church of the firstborn. The church of the firstborn, and it was the church, it was the firstborn that received the double portion, and he received that double portion anointing. And you know, if we're going to, we're going to make it in these last days. We need, we need, you know, a double portion of the Spirit of God. In fact, Elijah he did seven major miracles, but El- Elijah did seven major miracles. But Elisha he did fourteen. 14 notable miracles. And uh, in this, and so he had the double portion. And you know, Jesus said, between Jesus and the church, I mean, Jesus even promised to the church, the things I do, you will do. And then he said, and greater things shall you do. Now, we not, have not yet seen the, 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 the greater things but i believe they will be manifest you know in the celebration of the feast of tabernacles the fulfillment of the feast of tabernacles and the coming revival you know of these last days so this morning we just got to focus in on just that little few verses we from 2 kings in chapter 4 about this widow this widow and you know all she had was she was in debt and when her husband died And how God provided for her needs. God miraculously provided for her her needs, and I believe you know God is a He's a miracle-working God, and He can provide our needs, you know, through many natural ways. But in these last days, I believe there's all going to be times, you know, the attacks of the enemy going to be increasingly strong, and you know, we're going to need to see the supernatural. We're going to need to see the miraculous. We're going to need to know that have that double portion. And we're going to need to know the supernatural power of God and God supernaturally watching over us, helping us, protecting us, providing for our needs. And this poor widow, incredibly poor, all she had was a little jar of oil But Elisha said, pour out, pour out, pour out. And as she poured out, you know, an incredible miracle happened. And the oil just kept on and on and on and on. And it filled up one vessel, two vessels, three vessels, filled filled up all the vessels. And as a result, she was relieved of her debt and her and her two sons, they had they had money to live on and so here in the time of elijah obviously it was tough going it was tough. It, it was a it was a it was a harsh time it was a difficult time economically it was like an economic crash we could say there was a financial crash you know at that time and you know we see in those verses we see the compassion that Elisha had the compassion and concern for a poor widow. And often, you know, widows were not cared for. Often widows were looked down upon. And, you know, her husband, he was one of the sons of the prophets, and he died. We don't know any circumstances about his death, but here she was, this widow, her husband was one of the prophets. In fact, he was a servant to Elisha, and he died and this widow was left with her two sons. and she was in debt. and the creditor had come to take her and her two sons to be slaves. And she was a widow, she was bereft of a husband, she was in debt, she had no job, she was without any means, no means in the natural of paying the debt. her human provider and protector, her husband, He'd been removed from the scene. he'd just died. he'd died. And you know, life was hard. But it was especially hard for widows, and it was even worse for a widow like this who was left with a debt as well. And you know, in the, in the Old Testament we read about there was provisions for the maintenance for the priests and the Levites, and they were to have the tithe from the people. But there's no mention about the prophets and them receiving anything. Uh, there was no s- stated you know, maintenance for the prophets. In fact, over the past few years, Ahab and Jezebel had been reigning. They were in power. And not only the prophets were not provided for, I mean, Jezebel was out to kill the prophets. Jezebel wanted to kill Elijah, Je- Jezebel and her army. And many of the prophets, they were, their lives were literally in danger. It was no big deal to be a prophet. I mean, who'd want to be a prophet? I mean, it was, you know, it, 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 was, it was tough. It was difficult. And possibly this particular prophet, the widow's husband, maybe he obtained his subsistence from the oil, from the olive, olive grove. Maybe there had been a failure of the crop during the last year, possibly. But all she had in her house was just this little jar of oil. And but it does say in verse one, it says there that the prophet he feared God. And there was no indication that there's no indication there that he did anything wrong, and there was no indication that he was foolish with his money. I mean I mean some people today, I mean it's their own stupidity, it's their own folly. They spend what they don't have and 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 overspend and and because of their own own foolishness you know get into a whole lot of debt and often it's often it is unnecessary but in this case i mean this prophet of god he feared god and there's no indication he did anything wrong or that he was in debt because of his own foolishness but i think god allowed this widow to be in to be in an in an impossible situation so that his provision could be clearly seen. God allowed the widow to be in an, in, an, in an impossible situation so that his hand of provision could be clearly seen, could be clearly seen. Just back in 2008 here in America, you know, there was, there was a measure of a financial crisis. A number of huge banks were were falling. There was Lehman Brothers, the third largest bank in the U.S.A. at the time. There was the AIG, the American International Group, one of the largest insurance companies in the world. It nearly went under. Thousands of homes had foreclosures, and the government had to bail out Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae. They've been giving mortgages or lending money, and many lost much in the stock market and shares and stocks and so on. And even today, even today, America is the greatest debtor nation on earth. And before it used to be the greatest creditor nation on earth, now it's the greatest debtor nation on earth and has a colossal debt of of approximately $31 trillion. And, you know, it's hard to get your... your hard to get your head around that, you know, not a not million dollars, but a thousand million is a billion, and then a thousand billion is a trillion, I mean, you've got so many noughts behind it, 21 trillion, so this, this is what it basically, it boils down to, if, the, if they're paying it back, and, and now the government is still printing out more money, more money, more money, the dollar is just getting weaker and weaker, but the day of reckoning's got to come can't go on forever um, and if they paid back if the government paid if they paid back 10 million dollars a day it would take more than 5000 5, years to pay it off so there's a huge huge you know a huge debt that this, the nation owes because they've been continually printing money which they don't have there was a, one of the former prime ministers of New Zealand. His name was, there's a number of years back, his name was Sir Robert Muldoon. And he was prime minister of New Zealand, and after that he was the chairman of the International Monetary Fund that that's fi- finances the World Bank, etc. And he was asked this question. He said, you know, in what shape are the finances of the world? And his reply was this, they're like a, House of Cards, One Nation Defaults, and they all come crumbling down. And, you know, that was, that was several years ago. And, you know, a crash, financial cr- crash is coming. And, you know, many are going a need, we're going to need to see the miraculous, the miraculous provision of God. Our God is a miracle God. We've got to have our eyes focused on that and meditate on that and expect the miraculous in our lives. So there was a financial crisis at that time. He, that widow, husband died, widow was in debt. And certainly, it's very clear, there's a great financial crisis coming in the last days. In fact, the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 13. and in verses 16 to 18. And it says, And he caused all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand and on their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save that he had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that has understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, And the number is 600, score and six. Six, six, six. Very clear. Revelation chapter 6 and verses 5 and 6. And it's speaking there of the seven seals, the, the, the first of the series of the seven judgment, the seven seals. That's the first group. Then there's the seven angels with the seven trumpets. And then there's the seven vials. Each one pouring out the judgments upon the earth. And the third seal in Revelation 6, in verse 5 and 6, it says, And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts, or the four living creatures, say, A measure of wheat for a penny. A measure of wheat for a penny and three measures of barley for a penny, and see you hurt not the oil and the wine. Now, the evil angel on the black horse had a pair of balances in his hand so that he might bring economic distress upon the nations. You know, financial stress, financial crashes. And there is coming a great scarcity at this time. And it says, you know, and even with, even with COVID, you know, I mean, prices have, you know, increased. I was, told, I was told, my wife had been out shopping and she came back and said, you know, the price of eggs is nearly, nearly double what they were just, you know, a few months ago. And in and, and everything, not just in food, but in other things, even we've experienced in a measure you know, certain inflation and everything going up. But what's going to happen in the future is going to be far, far worse. In fact, it says there, it says a a measure of wheat for a penny. A penny is Greek, the denarius. And a denarius basically was the working man's wage for for one day, for one day. And it says, and for, for one day. For one day, working, inflation will be so high that it'll take the full day's wages of a man just to buy a loaf of bread. Uh, you know, I- incredible, and uh, financial crises—they're coming. And the evil angel on the on the on the black horse had a pair of balances in his hand, so that he might bring economic distress upon the nations, and. You know, inflation is so bad that a man's wages for a whole day's work only buys a loaf of bread. So, difficulties, crises, they're coming. But we have a God of the miraculous. We have a God of the supernatural. And, you know, this widow, she saw, you know, God wonderfully provide for her supernaturally. And the, of course, you know the New Testament speaks about widows and the responsibility of people in their homes and also for the church to help with the widows. In fact, it tells us in one First Timothy five and verse four and four and five. It says there, but if any woman have children or nephews in the margin, it's grandchildren, let them learn first to show piety at home and to requit or pay back their parents. This is the thought of the thought of, you know, when, when you're young as kids that your parents they, they look after you, they take care of you, they feed you, they send you to school, they help with your education, and they they minister to you, and speaking about old age, that, you know, you in turn pay back to them. And and so for that is good and acceptable before God. Now and then it says verse five, now she that is, a widow indeed, and desolate, trusts in God, and continues in supplications and prayers night and day. So, you know, in the New Testament times, you know, there was no, no social security, no food stamps, no help from the government. And, and Paul writes basically that widows should be taken care of by, the, by their family members. And then if, if that doesn't work out, Paul says that the, the, the church should take care of their needs, uh, if they meet certain conditions. They have to be, you know, over 60 years of age, godly woman, and so on. So special instructions were given by the Apostle Paul concerning, concerning widows. Now, debt. That widow in Two Kings, you know, she ended up without a husband and in debt. And, you know, debt in our lives, we need to be careful, be very careful of debt. And I know I'm sure most of you are, are not in debt, but if you are in debt, are in debt cry out to God, pray, and, and be faithful in your tithes and giving and so on. Because that is the key to seeing God, you know, release. God release the, the, the bounty of heaven, and God open up the windows of heaven. Yeah, Romans three and verse Romans thirteen and verse eight, it tells us there owe no man anything, but to love one another, for he that loves another has fulfilled the law. You know, owe no man anything. Owe no man anything but love. Proverbs twenty-two and verse seven, it says, The rich rules over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. The borrower servant to the lender. And in Deuteronomy 28, when it gives a list of the various blessings if we obey God and if we walk in his ways, and then it gives a list of all the curses if we rebel and disobey against against the Lord. But in Deuteronomy 28, 12, it says, And you shall lend. You shall lend unto many nations, and you shall not borrow. You shall lend, but you shall not borrow. And so, though if you are in debt, I encourage you, you know, ask the Lord to help you to get out of debt. Be careful what you buy. Don't buy things you don't really need. And, you know, cry out to God. He'll help you and he'll make a way for you. And one of the keys is to be faithful in, in, in giving and in tithing and giving unto the Lord. And you know God wants us to be, to be free from debt, and to be able to, to give, to bless the needs of others. And then, it, you know, the instruction that that widow got from Elisha. First of all, he asked a question. He said, "What have you got in your house?" And she said, "She got nothing. I mean, I mean nothing in her house. I mean, it was a real time of of you know extreme poverty." And, you know, nothing in the house, just except this bottle of oil. So he tells her, go to your neighbours, borrow all these empty vessels. You know, it was a real test of faith. And it was a test of obedience to the natural mind. I mean, what would what use would a lot of empty vessels be? A lot of empty vessels. Va- va- Vases, vases, what what vessels, containers? What would what use would they be? But in simple faith, she obeyed the word of Elisha. You know, God spoke to Gideon that the those who are with you, the men that are with you, you know, are too many. He had thirty two thousand men. He said, you know, they're too many. Reduce them, diminish them, and all those who are afraid and fearful, they were all sent home, and. Gideon's army got down to 10,000. And then God said to Gideon, you know, that's still too many. And they were tested. They were tested at the waters. And there were only 300 that passed the test. So the army of 32,000 had been reduced down to 300. And he told them those 300 to go against the Midianites. And the Midianites, they were they were 135,000 against 300 i mean you know it's an impossible situation but god gave the victory and they blew the trumpets and they had empty empty pitchers or empty except an oil light inside those pitchers and you know that's all they had a trumpet and an empty pitcher and then the oil light inside and we have to become before the lord It's like empty vessels emptied of our you know what we can do of our self-sufficiency we have to be emptied of that if we're going to experience his wonder working power and in verse 4 of 2 Kings Elisha told that woman that widow woman pour out pour out pour out and so She obeyed, and she had faith, and she believed. And they brought those empty vessels into the house, then they shut the door, and then as she was instructed by Elijah, she just began to pour out, and that little jar of oil, it was poured out, and it kept going and going and going, and one boy bought the next vessel, and the other boy bought the next vessel, and it was filled, and the next vessel... And the next vessel, and her sons bought the vessels, one by one by one, they were filled to the top, just from that little oil. The oil kept pouring. And all, but she had to. It, the miracle would not have happened if she did not pour out. And a miracle happened. And every one of those vessels was filled. And there was no more vessels left. And then that little jar of oil, it stopped and did not pour out any more. And though, so then she was all excited. She rushes back to the prophet Elisha. And he says, sell it all. Pay your debt off. Live on the rest. Supernatural miracle. And we're, we've got to look to the God of the miraculous, the God of the supernatural. And, you know, God wants the supernatural to become natural in our lives. And, God, and the key, the key to it all, she poured out. She poured out. If, if she didn't pour out, there'd be no miracle. In Luke 21, Jesus is at the treasury, and people are putting their gifts and their offerings in. Some of the scribes and Pharisees, you know, putting in large amounts, large amount of money into the offering. And Jesus noticed, you know, a certain widow. She was she she was a widow too in, in the time of Jesus, and she received a vision from heaven. Uh, and th- this widow, she 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 gave into the offering box all that all that she had, and what she had she had two mites. That's like a farthing. That's like about one cent that's all she had, but she put that on into the the offering chest, and Jesus, he took note of that, and often God measures our giving not by the amount that we give, but by the sacrifice we make, and there was a certain believer who had a vision, had a vision of heaven. And in the, he- in, in the vision that she had in heaven, she saw this widow's house. And it was, a, it was a mansion. It was magnificent. It was incredible. And why was she honored so much in heaven? Because of the great sacrifice she gave. She gave far less than all, all the others. But she'd given far more than them, more, really, because she gave everything she had. And she had that glorious house in eternity, forever and ever. There was a large church in Korea, which is a number of years back, which was being built. And there were all kinds of difficulties. There were all kinds of problems. And there were debt bills piling in, and they couldn't pay them. And people, all kinds of difficulties. And, you know, the pastor was just in despair. And at one of the church meetings, a widow, it was a widow, she came, and she came up, and she said she had no money, she had no money at all to give, but she wanted to give for the church, so she she presented, all she had was her, her rice bowl, a wooden rice bowl, and a spoon, and a pair of chopsticks, and she said, I will give that, and the pastor would not, because she was so incredibly poor, the pastor didn't want to take it from her but she said you know wouldn't the, wouldn't the lord f- allow a widow poor widow like me to give this bowl and uh, this bowl for the, for the kingdom of god and for the, for the church and apparently there was a man who was stood up at the back of the church he cried out he said I'll buy, i i will buy that i will buy that bowl for thirty, it was close to thirty thousand US dollars, in, and in, it was Korean converted into US US money. Anyway, people just gave, and some some people sold their houses and lived in smaller ones, and sacrificed in different ways. And and you know, God came through, and that church was was eventually built. But you know, that widow woman, she, she poured out everything she had. She they poured out. In Wales, there was a time there. When there was much unemployment. And, uh, you know, Pastor Bailey mentions that in about, it was about the 1930s, and uh, many, many people saw amazing miracles of provision. And they had the larders, and sometimes they just had some milk in the larder. And, you know, the, the, the milk would just be so much there, and they'd pour out, and they'd pour out, and pour, and it would continue to come out, and that milk would, 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 would serve many many people, and all the household, just from a little bit of milk in a a bottle as it was poured out. And so, poured out, and God miraculously supplied. And you know, as we, as we pour out, as we pour out our time, you know, it doesn't have to be finance, but we can pour out our time, you know, to others. We can pour out our love to others. We can pour out our abilities that God has given us. And if God has blessed us financially, we can pour out finances. And as we pour out, that prepares the way for miracles to flow. Proverbs 3 verse 9 and 10 says, Honour the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of all your increase. Put God first, honour the Lord, give to the Lord, pour out. So shall your barns be filled with plenty and your presses shall burst out with new wine. Pose eleven twenty four. 24. It says, he that scattereth, there is that scattereth and yet increases. And there's a person who just withholds things, withholds more than is right, more than is meet. But the end result is Poverty. And then verse 25, the liberal soul. The liberal soul, the liberal soul is the one who pours out, pours out, gives out. The liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that waters, if we water others, we will be watered ourselves. We pour out and we'll experience the miraculous ourselves. You know, Luke 6 38, well known verse. Give. And it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down and shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. She says, give, 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 pour out, pour out. It shall be measured unto you again. And God wants us to be those, you know, who experience, you know, the miraculous power of God. And, you know, I believe God is wanting us to just, to, to, to enter into a new dimension of the supernatural. You know, God is, God is God, not just of the natural only, but of the supernatural. And in our lives, God wants us to experience the, the miraculous. Father, if you, if you need, in your situation, the some area, the some area, you need the miraculous. You need God to come through in your life. Just stand up. Just stand up. You need the miraculous in some area. Some area of miraculous... You, you, you need that God will come through you can't just do it in the natural realm but the area of the miraculous we're going to pray let's, let's pray now we, we're going to pray but you ask the Lord maybe there's, there's something that God wants you to pour out maybe in your time maybe through your ability Maybe it's in tiny in in, in in finance. But let's pray and believe God that God will come through on your behalf and you personally will just see the miraculous in your life. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Oh Jesus, and Oh, God. Father, Lord, we thank you that you are a miraculous God. Lord, right through, virtually page after page after page after page of Holy Scripture, it speaks about the miraculous. Lord, you just spoke and the universe was created. You just spoke. Let there be light. And there was light. Lord, you are, you are a miraculous God. And Lord, we know that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Lord, we thank you that we are your children. You are our heavenly Father. Lord, you want to help us. You want to guide us. You want to protect us. You want to provide for us. You want to bless us. And, Lord, even as this woman we've looked about this morning, the woman who was in great crisis because of a debt, and, Lord, you did a miracle, and you multiplied that oil, and that oil kept coming and coming, and she experienced the miraculous and great deliverance. Lord, you're the same for each one of us today. You're the same God. And Lord, Lord, even as we read your word and see evidence of your miraculous power, and Lord, we just thank you. Lord, just with five loaves and two fish, you were able to feed more than 5,000 people. Lord, you're a miraculous God. And Lord, as each one who's standing here this morning. Lord, you see each one. You know exactly what that need is, where they need the miraculous. And Lord, I pray that you would put your faith in their heart to believe. We pray, Lord, if you require obedience in some area, they would obey. You would we pray, Lord, if they're there to pour out in some area, they would hearken to your voice. But Lord, we believe that you are going to release the miraculous. Lord, the miraculous power of God, miracles of provision, miracles of protection, miracles of enlargement, or oh, miracles to fulfill the promises that you've given, Miracles concerning family relationships. Oh God, we look to you, Lord Jesus, that you would come forth by the mighty power of the living God and Lord, that each one, we will experience you. You're not a dead Christ. You're a living Christ. You're a living God. And Lord, I pray, Lord, for each one standing this morning, you would just touch them in an awesome way and Lord, even the miracles that they need. Lord, we pray that they would see your hand and your victory and your Supernatural power manifest. We ask it in your precious and your wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap. Yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Do it, O God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.